Let's look in the book of Titus. Titus chapter number 2. Titus chapter number 2. There comes Madison and Earl late. Late! Church starts at 10 o'clock. I don't know who raised her. It wouldn't me. That's all Ruth's fault. See what, see what happens? All right, Titus chapter 2. I want to teach a little Sunday school lesson, kind of teach or preach or whatever happens to happen. We'll go with that. Uh, the, uh, I want to, uh, so I can't make a series out of this because I won't be here next week, uh, but I suppose this could be done in a lot of ways. Uh, but this morning, it, I can only do part of it, so um, we'll talk about the goal of every young man and what it should be. Uh, now, there's, uh, it's hard to do something like that because we're not all the same. Of course, I'm not trying to say, I've got my truth and you've got your truth. That's a bunch of foolishness. Uh, there's uh, the modern way of looking at things is that you've got your truth and your truth is based on your experiences and what you've been taught, and that's all malarkey. Amen. I would use stronger language, but we at church. That, that ain't, that's, that's stupidity is what it is. Uh, you say, well, this guy's got to base himself on what he knows and what he's learned, but that's not true at all. We've got to base ourselves on the standard, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus came and lived and died not just as a sacrifice for our sins, but he lived an example for our life. He was the way, the truth, and the life. And so there's, you know, I mean, you might be raised a certain way and you might live in a certain culture and that might dictate a lot of things. And that's all well and good. Jesus don't care if you eat hot pepper on your fish or not. That's completely and totally up to, you know, you and your daddy's taste and you... One of the things I hated most about being raised is my mama would whoop the fire out of me if I didn't eat liver and onions. I mean, she put liver and onions on my plate, and I was going to eat them whether I liked it or not. And if I didn't like it and didn't eat it, she'd bust my behind. And that's just the way it is. And you go talk to my mama right today, and she'll say, mind your business about that. If I said to her, mama, you didn't do that right, she'd say, you better mind your business. I'll whoop you right now. 52 years old or not, I'll bust your mouth, boy. Uh, that's just the way it is, and that's just the way she is. And uh, I guess she's going to give an account for that. Me and Jesus, <laughs> when Jesus is addressing that stuff, I'm going to be laughing at her behind Jesus' back. I'll be like, I told you, I told you. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. You know, I see, you know, uh, Reese, he don't hardly like nothing. He's the only overweight kid I know of that doesn't like nothing. He don't like anything. Uh, but I, we're trying to deal with him on that. We help him out. Uh, the boy don't like, he don't like steak, but he likes broccoli. I don't understand that at all. He don't like the stuff most people like. He won't eat no fish. Uh, I had to make him eat fish, and he kind of liked that, but then after that he pretended he didn't. Uh, but he, he'll eat fried squash. I don't know any kids that eat fried squash and broccoli and even cares anything about that, but he does. But anyway, that's him, and that's, that's his business, I guess. So, uh, what I'm trying to tell you is you, there are some things that, that you are going to, uh, you might be dulled, you might be happy-go-lucky. You, you can be who you are, but what you decide to do in life, God decided whether it's okay to do that stuff or not. Uh, uh, I don't believe in this stuff about being born gay or being born. Uh, there's a natural course of nature that we, uh, just because you feel it or think it doesn't mean that's the way that's right or true. We've got to we've got to judge ourselves by a standard, and the, the the standard for for knowledge and actions is the Bible, and the standard for men is the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, as far as principle goes, that goes for women too. So when I say I'm going to talk to you about the goals for every young man, uh, these are just general things. I can't tell you, you know, what to wear or how to dress or anything. Like, all I can say about that is dress modest and do modesty. And so we can learn stuff like that. But so there are some things uh, just based on the Bible and based on 
where we're at, you know, well, what they do in France, who cares what them faggots do in France? You know, I just, I can't get over people looking, people being blessed enough to live. And I suppose if I was living in England or Germany or something like that, hopefully I would have enough thankfulness in me to think, I don't understand them people in America, but let them do what they got to do. Uh, and I suppose that's right everywhere. But man, you're born here, I believe this is the best place to be born. Unless you was born in New York. If I was born in New York, I'd leave from there. <laughs> Amen. You, sh- uh, you should always be satisfied with what God's done for you, except if you was born up north. Amen. You should, uh, you should consider yourself cursed with the curse. Repent and get out of there as quick as you can. Amen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's good preaching or not, but that's, uh, that's the way I feel about it. That's the way I feel about that. But... Um, when you're talking about uh, of just being an American in general, I believe that's wonderful. I believe that's a blessing. It's about to turn into a curse. Uh, I don't believe the church is going through the tribulation, but I believe the church is going to face some tribulation and trials. There ain't no question about that. Uh, I don't. Uh, if you look at the way things are right now, things are get things are de-escalate. Things are escalating by the day. People are becoming the people that hate God and hate America. In that order, the people that hate God and hate America are getting bolder by the day. And uh, I don't know if, if, you're a, if you're a father that's got a 15-year-old kid, I would teach them to shoot and take care of themselves. And if you're an 80-year-old lady living by yourself, you need to get with one of these fellows in the church and learn how to operate a semi-automatic pistol or something. Amen? I mean, just it's just that dangerous. I hate to scare you, and I don't want you to live in a daily fear. You live in a daily trust in the Lord, but you want to get up tomorrow and trust the Lord too, amen? So learn how to take care of yourself and protect yourself, amen? Uh, but the, uh, this society that we live in is the way it is because our society got away from God and got away from the Bible and got away from just a, a standard of living that's being, that's being erased. And uh, I want to try with the little Sunday school lesson to get your mind reoriented to the way it ought to be. Now, I know everybody wants to grow up and get a good job and be prosperous and make a million dollars and have all your investments and hand stuff down to your kid. And even the Bible says that a good man will leave stuff to his children's children. I understand that. That's all well and good. And so, but... This society has has some has a mindset to where everything is has to go my way. I have to be happy twenty four seven. Everything has to be rosy. Nothing ought to have any anxiety attached to it. And if if there's any anxiety at all, it's because somebody's oppressing me. That ain't the truth. We live in a cursed world, and hardly anything is going to go according to plan. Hardly anything is going to turn out like you thought it was going to turn out. And almost nothing's going to go according to plan. You make a plan for your day, and that plan will be changed ten times before you eat your breakfast. That's just the way it is. That's reality. You say, well, I want it to be some other way. Well, I do too, but it ain't going to be. Uh, I want everybody to see people call me everything. People call me a bigot. They call me mean. That's not true at all. I want everybody to have everything that they want. But that ain't going to happen. If I want it or don't want it, it ain't going to happen. And people should get to looking at things that way. So these people are out oppressing me. Who cares? Who cares? Amen. If somebody takes away a dollar from me today, I'm going to try to make two dollars tomorrow. And there ain't nobody in this world ever made nothing out of themselves worrying about what somebody else thought about them. Uh, you know, uh, this is a, a crude, and I don't care nothing. I'm not a Nazi. I don't care nothing about no German of any kind. But listen, somebody said uh, how bad Hitler was and all that stuff. Okay, but I'm going to use him as an example, and you ought to think about this every once in a while. You know how Hitler came to power? Because he didn't care what anybody thought about the way he was. And you know how homosexuals have come to power in America? Because they don't care what you think about them. And Christians are afraid, and, and young men are now afraid. Young men act like girls. 
And so I, I don't want you ladies to feel like you're being left out of this morning's Sunday school class, but I'm talking to men today. Be men. Be men. And you say, if you ladies feel left out, really, I frankly don't care what you think because uh, from time to time, you got. Uh, I might get you a message on Monday night. I don't know if you'll like it or not. And I don't know if these young men are going to like it. But listen, we live in a place where young men have got to be told to get their head out of the sand. There's nothing wrong with being a man. And there's nothing wrong with being masculine. And I mean, to the point, pick your teeth with a knife instead of a toothpick. It, whatever that's manly and masculine and bravado, go for it. I, I mean, uh, you've got to stop being afraid. I don't, believe, I don't believe that a man that's afraid to be a man, I don't believe you can teach that man to be brave when it comes to being a Christian or anything else. You got, I mean, uh, we, we really need to stop trying to make theologians out of 10-year-old boys and just make men out of them first. I don't believe you can be a Christian till you learn how to be a person. Now, that goes for men and women. Mamas, teach your little girls to be girls first. And once I got that figured out, then teach them how to be Christians. And because then they can be a Christian woman. And a Christian a woman will be no good at being a Christian man. I mean, you could tell, listen, you could tell me you was a Christian all you want to. You could say, if you was a lady, you could sit and tell me all day about what you think about Christ. And then at the end of that conversation, you told me you was a pastor, I would forget everything you said because that's not biblical. You say, why? But you say, because you're a woman. Oh, do you hate women? Absolutely not. But a woman is a woman and a man is a man. And God has a description of both of those things. And I don't care what you think about that. What you think about that at the end of the day doesn't bother me at all. They got clips all over the internet now about things that I say that makes, that makes them think. Uh, that They're trying to use that to make other people think that I'm stupid or archaic or mean. I do not care at the end of the day. All I think that is is promotion. Promote me all you want to. Because that truth, I believe that's the truth. It's not my truth. I didn't make that stuff up. Listen, if I didn't care about nothing, I would just go build me a tent in the woods and catch fish and fry them and eat them as long as I could find something to fry them in. And I wouldn't care what no man did or no woman did. But when we're talking about getting saved and becoming a Christian, there's a strategy. There's a rule book for that. And if you're going to get involved in Christianity... Or if you're, going to get, if you're going to get involved in Christianity and start talking to me about it, you better come correct. Because you're telling me your mama was a preacher, I'm telling you your mama was an idiot. Now, 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 take away that Christian part, take away the preacher part, your mama might have been a good person. I'm not even talking anything about that. And see, there, therein lies the problem. People can't take any constructive criticism at all. Well, my grandma was a preacher. No, she wasn't. What do you mean? Listen, it's not personal. It's just in that area, if she thought she was a preacher, she was stupid, and she was stupid because she didn't look in the book and get what the book said about it. And that same thing goes for men. You start correcting this day and time. Who are you to tell me? I'm nobody to tell you. But the Bible is to tell you, and some man's got to preach that way. Uh, if you think it's personal, then you can get mad at me. But it ain't personal. It's the Bible. And listen, if the Bible don't matter, then this don't matter. Let's go home, get a couple extra hours of sleep on Sunday morning, watch a football game. But then the Bible gets in the way of that. Because the Bible tells us that a bunch of the stuff they're promoting is stupid. Amen? So, I mean, as much as, man, I'm a football, man, I love football. But I ain't watching a bunch of people take a knee to the anthem. I just ain't going to do that. I'm not going to get involved with that. Amen. I, I watch the highlights. All that kneeling stuff ain't on the highlights. Amen. That ought to tell them not to do it. Amen. But that, 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 anyway, that, don't, that might be the highlights on the news, but I ain't watching the news either. Amen. So take some constructive criticism here. Well, that ain't the way my grandpa thought about it. Well, did your grandpa live in a... I mean, because... I'll tell you this, the country that we live in right now goes more by tradition than it does the Word of God. Amen. 
Amen. Uh, the tradition was when I was being raised was you do what I please don't say amen because I'm about to contradict it. You do what I say because I told you to. Now you ought listen. Every youngin ought to do what they what they're told amen. because they're told to do it. Because your mom and daddy knows what they're talking about. I'm not arguing with that. I'm arguing with the mentality. Man, I am never going to make my kids do what I tell them to do because I tell them to do it. I'm going to explain to them why that's the right thing to do. Then if they don't do it, just bust their can. You were not only told what to do, you were explained why it was right. And in my experience, your experience might be different, but my experience has been it only takes about one or two whoopings to convince them. That I'm the one they ought to be listening to. Amen. Uh, I mean, I ain't whooped Tori uh, since she was five years old. Or, or, man, that's been a long time ago. <laughs> I just realized how old I was. <laughs> how old she was. Uh, but, man, if you explain things and you live in front of these boys and girls in a way that makes them respect you, in other words, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. And they see, and, and you become their hero. They're going to follow you. They're following these nuts on TV because you ain't spent no time with them. Amen. And now they got heroes somewhere else. Amen. And when my kid was, when, when, when my boy was, was uh, five years old, I wouldn't let him spend no time with Superman or Spider-Man because that junk ain't real. That's right. uh, my boy's hero is going to be me first. Amen. And I'm going to tell him what to do, and I'm going to give him a good example, and then I think that's the right way to do I think that's the right way to do things. It's worked out for me so far. Who knows what tomorrow holds? Uh, but I'm telling you, you, you've got to get, I don't care what you let, I mean, well, I shouldn't say I don't care at all what you don't let. There's some things you shouldn't let your kids do, and there's some things you ought to make your kids do and not do. What I'm trying to say is, you better get out in front of everything that's going to come into those kids' life and, and, and be at the forefront of that thing and get ahead of the thing because it'll get out of hand quick. I've seen, some, I've seen some 10-year-old kids that are almost beyond help at 10 years old. And that's just because their mom and daddy didn't get out. Man, you set your kids and let a cartoon babysit your kids and, or a video game babysit your kids. I'm not saying they can't watch cartoons and play video games, but boy, you, I've seen 50-year-old men play checkers. And I don't, I don't care what you say. You can't tell me there's a difference between old men games and kids games. I mean, what, think what you want to about it. All I know is you let that stuff get out ahead of your kids and you lost them. They hard to get back to. They hard to get back. I've seen kids get in such a mess that they can be raised by somebody else easier than they can be raised by their own mamas and daddies. And boy, that don't let mom and daddies off the hook. You just wait till you stand before. If you've messed up to the place where you ain't got no control and can't regain the control over your kids, you're going to stand before God and pay for that mess. Yeah, amen. You don't get do-overs when it comes to But you better get out in front of it and get ahead of it. But this morning, I'm going to talk about 30 minutes. This Sunday school class is going to be about three hours long. Amen. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, you, you, listen, you young men, you young fellas, there's some things you ought to get in your mind. You ought to get it in your mind right now. Titus chapter number two. Now, Brother Mike, when are you going to read the scripture? I'm going to read it right now, but mind your business, man. I, I, uh, I, we live in a society right now where everybody's a theologian. Oh, this guy talks, you know, 25, 30 minutes and don't use the Bible verse. Where do you think I got this stuff? I got this stuff that I'm saying from reading my Bible my whole entire life. Since I was a five-year-old kid and learned to read, my mama said, get in there and read your Bible, boy. And it turned out to be true. The Bible turned out to be true and right. And read my Bible. Preachers all my life have been saying, read your Bible. I followed that instruction. Now I got something to say about it. And if I, if I, listen, I, what I find out is these guys, you start preaching, start talking. Hey, you need, you got to have some Bible for that. Okay, I'll get to the Bible for it. I agree with that. But guys spend 10 years not reading his Bible or get saved and read his Bible. He's read, he's read his Bible 30 minutes worth of time in the last two weeks. And now all of a sudden when the preaching starts, he's concerned in hearing the Bible. 
I didn't read the Bible all week. Then I get to talking, stepping on toes. I wish he'd read a verse of scripture. I wish, listen, if you, if, if you would have read some scripture last week, I wouldn't have to do all this talking. Amen. Amen. I could read a verse and say, did you read that before? Yes, I did. Do you understand it? Yes, I did. Okay, let's go home. But that ain't what's happening. Only time you're hollering for scriptures when the preacher's stepping on your toes. That's what it is. That's what it is. Titus chapter 2. But speak thou the things which become sound dark. I just realized I left my reading glasses. Did y'all know in the last couple of years I've got old enough that I need reading glasses now. So I've got to back up here a little bit. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Now, here's our text verse. Young men, that's the text verse right there. Young men, likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exert servants, uh, servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. Now, I'll stop reading there because I've passed the part about young men. Let me read again verse 6. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Let's pray right there. Lord, thank you for your goodness now. A 30-minute introduction good enough, I think. I pray you'd help me to teach and to preach a little bit now to these young men. Help the young men to listen. And some of these young men have already grown up and Lord uh, got married and, and done all, a lot of these things already. But I pray, oh God, that you'd help them now to remember that they got kids that's going to be young men and young women. Pray you'd help us now. We live in an age, God, where we don't have very much uh, time left, God, to, uh, to draw back and to pull back on some of these things that's now being allowed in our society. God, help us and deliver us from it. But I, Lord, I know, Lord, that, that you're looking for people to stand in the gap and be obedient before you do anything about this other stuff. This other stuff been prophesied. We knew these things were coming down the pike. Uh, we just got lazy and let these things slip on us. Now we're in a jam. Pray you'd help us out of it. Give us a generation of young kids that'll stand up and do the right thing. We'll thank you and praise you, dear God, for all that you do for us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Now, now I say that... Uh, uh, we need young kids to step up and, and to do the right thing and to be what they ought to be uh, for their generation. You say, well, the Lord might come back. Well, so what if he does? If he comes back, he'll find them doing the right thing. Amen. If he don't come back, boy, what are they going to face? What are these kids going to face in 10, 20, 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. I would have never thought. I, I heard the preaching, and I do believe the preaching, but I would have never thought that we'd see the things that we've seen just in the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I could... Uh, standing back uh, 15 years ago, you could see that those things were going to come, but to come in so fast and as quickly as they did, I just can't, I just can't believe it. Can't under, I do understand it, but I can't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I should put it that way. I don't want to believe it. So I, I, this verse here says, uh, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. So I just want to exhort you young men a little bit. And I can say this to the ladies, hey, what, let these, if, uh, you know, young girls growing up, and you, uh, don't never let nobody talk to you at all about toxic masculinity. Now, there's bad men. There's men with bad behavior. Don't put up with that. Don't put up with that at all. Don't go along just to get. Uh, don't go along with stupid men just to get a stupid man, because that's what you're going to get, a stupid man. Don't put up with it. If you're not married... And somebody comes around acting stupid, that's not your mission field. Right. Amen. And if you fellas see your daughter hanging around a stupid man, whoop her. Yeah. Well, she's 21. Whoop her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Drag her away from kicking and street, uh, screaming. Amen. Move to a different state. Yeah. Whatever you, protect them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Protect them from that stupidity. 
Women, protect yourself. From, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything in, in favor of being stupid, but there ain't nothing wrong. There's something wrong with being a stupid man, but there's nothing wrong with being a man. Amen? And being, being masculine and protective, that's good. That's right. Uh, being jealous is good. It's a good thing. God is jealous. God is jealous. He's not envious. Men, don't let yourself be envious, but you can be jealous. And you can be protective. Amen. Probably wise to do those things. So just it's, uh, since I know you ladies want to get preached at too, hey, let, let a man be a man. Uh, all my husband does is fishes and buys new guns, but he ain't laying drunk, is he? He coming home at night, ain't he? Hey, Amen. Uh, if you want to stop complaining about him buying all them guns, you buy some for him. Uh, you buy it. Get in on the fun, amen? Do what you got to do, amen? Amen. You hear that? Boy, dip right there, boy. <laughs> I preach the way I preach because I like to ride these roller coasters, amen? <laughs> I can take the lows with the highs, amen? Let the man be a man, amen? He, he never puts his stuff in the laundry. You do that. Why should I be the one to do it? Because you're the one that sees the need. Huh? That's called initiative. If you see that something needs to be done, doing it is initiative, not doing it is laziness. He's not lazy because he don't do it. He just don't see the need to do it. Huh? He saw the need to buy you a car. He saw the need to go to work. He saw the need to give you a house. Amen. If he didn't see those needs, that's why you're not with the creep no more. Right? Well, leave, leave a good thing alone. Amen. He said, I think it ought to be better. I do too, but it ain't. It wasn't a hundred years ago. It's not going to be a hundred years from now. So stop trying to change it. Listen, human nature is set in such a way that Jesus had to die in order to do something about it. And that's the only thing you're going to do about it. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of her. Well, the funeral home is going to take care of that for you. And that's the only thing that is. And if you think you're going to get rid of him and get another one better or get rid of her and get another one better, you're mistaken about that because they all programmed at the same place. Huh? You know why you can't get a good Kia? Because they all made it the same place. Huh? And I don't care how good it looks. Listen, do you know I've worked in the towing industry for the last... 17 years and you know the cars that I tow the most is the ones that looks the best BMWs and Mercedes Benz I tow them all the time what's so bad about them they're made at the same place and that man that uh, this one you say this one's ugly and this one's good looking they both made it the same place you're looking at a girl this one's pretty and this one's ugly they both made it the same place they ain't going to change you can trade one for the other you have the same headaches so forget about that. Forget what you're going to be wanting at the end of the day is somebody that's got some sense and got some responsibility. Man, I wish I had, I wish Sunday school was a couple hours long because there's a lot I'd like to say. We're going to talk to young men for a little bit, and uh, so I think there's goals that every young man should have, and they ought to have priority over all the rest. And it's not to be a football star or a listen. Get that stuff out of your head. If it turns out you're good enough, and I think you'll probably end up there if, you, if you're good enough to do some of that stuff. But that's not stuff to set your heart and mind on. The thing you ought to set your heart and mind on is these things I'm about to talk to you about. So, and let me say this first of all. When it comes to being a good man, don't get behind. How old are you, boy? 11 years old. You might be behind already. I don't know. That might be too late to start. But I'd rather start at 11 than 30. Because if you start at 30, you're going to be behind. Don't get behind. I believe I started a little bit late in some of these things. No, I, didn't, I don't believe it. I know it, that I started behind in some of these things. And some of these other men will tell you the same thing. 
If you get it with some fellas around here that's above 30 years old, and I'm not saying that to take away anything from anybody below 30, but I'm just saying grab some of these guys that's lived a little while and ask them some things that they started too late. And they'll tell you not only what they started too late, but what the consequences of that thing is. And I bet every single one of these men that's, that, that can tell you these things, they'll tell you how that affected their children, how they, that affected their grandchildren. Uh, the consequences of your life tend to spill over. And so be careful. Uh, I would say for Marshall, uh, you young fellas, listen, all you young fellas, start right now at what you want to be doing when you're 30 or 40 years old. If you want to have a good life, you better start planning on a good life today. And do the right things today and do the right things tomorrow and make that the habit of your life, amen, before, before all these other habits eat your life up. Don't get behind. Get started. And so this passage of Scripture had a young man exhort to be sober-minded. But let me say, first of all, look back up in verse 2, that the aged man, that's the old man, and I say this both to the young men and to the old men. Uh, I'll say it to the young men and you older men, listen. So this is the first thing I want to say to you young men. Try to be like some of these aged men. Let these guys be your heroes. Uh, look around that. Look, you see they got a house. You say, oh, I like Superman because he can fly. That's fake. Ain't, listen, ain't nobody ever been able to fly Nobody's ever going to be able to fly. You get up on this building, jump off, you're going to break something. That's, that's, don't let this world fool you with a bunch of fake junk. Listen, none of them men on TV look like that in real life. None of them women on TV look like that in real life. That's foolishness and fakery and lights and shadows. and That ain't real, boys. Look at some of these men. Listen, you get around a man, he don't have a house. He don't have a place to live. He don't have food on his table. Do not be like them. Amen. 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 When they start saying that they're living such a good life, say, show me the money. Amen. Show me the results. Yeah, right. Show me what's going on. Show me some. Listen, get around these men. Talk to these men. Look to see how happy their wife is. Amen. Yeah. Look and see what's going on. They, are they able to provide? Are they starving? Listen, if you... If you've got a daddy that's 300 pounds, he ain't starving. He's doing something right. Amen. If you get on YouTube or on television, they'll say, a guy 300 pounds, he ain't healthy. He's alive. He's eating. Uh, listen, I know some fellas 110 pounds that, you know, that, oh, I'm healthy. I can run 10 miles a day. They're going to die of a heart attack. He said, well, overweight guy's going to die of a heart attack. What do you think the guy that weighs, that's running five miles a day, what do you think he's going to die of? Heart attack. If he don't get run over by a bus. Where are they running at? He said, well, eating all that fat's unhealthy. So is running where people drive. You know how to live a, you know how to live a long life? Read the book of Proverbs. Please God. If you please God, the Bible said you can eat anything you want to. Give thanks for it. Eat what you want to. Live a good life. Provide for your wife. Provide for your children. That's what a good man is. The first goal, listen, the first goal of a young man ought to be to grow up and be an aged good man. Amen. Set your sights and goals on that. Uh, you might want to be a computer tech or... Lord knows what kids want. Some, some kids want to grow up and be a gamer. I want to play games on YouTube. Uh, knock yourself out, but be a good man. Be an honest man. Do something for a living. But look at, some of the, look at your grandpa. Look at your daddy. You going to work every day? Try to be that man. Amen? Some guy that dresses slick and drives a, you know, hot rod Mustang around town. That's not for you to... His grandpa probably bought that for him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be the guy. Don't be the guy that's always having to have somebody supply something for you. You be the guy yeah. that's doing supply. We was talking this morning to Miss Faye. I said, my, uh, my girl, my daughter spends her whole day making money. She goes to work and makes money, and then she comes home and goes to the Goodwill and buys stuff and puts it online for other suckers to buy. 
And, but her whole life, listen, her whole life, even when she was a little kid, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to do this. And I don't see why boys can't get that, that mentality too. And I, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be a provider. And, and I'm going to accomplish something. And I don't see why you young men can't look around. Out of all the people we put our confidence in, and I say this not just because it's coming out of my mind. I say this as a little kid who my mom and daddy was taking me to church, and I had all the best examples, but the best, the best idols that I had was roughneck, belligerent uncles. that I, they're, they're, They were projected to me as being more cool than my own dad that was going to work and doing right. And you say, well, it looks cool. Yeah, but my dad never went to prison. Those guys did. My dad's still healthy and after 70 years old, still running three miles a day. He still got his health and he still got all that. Plus he did everything right. While those other people that lived and did whatever they want to, they're dead now. Their lifestyle put them in the grave early. And I'm not saying one way or the other. You can live good and die early, but you ought to die right. And some of these men that you don't think are great men, they work all the time, they don't have much of a life, but they're going to die right and then they're going to live forever. These people you've you got a high estimation of, they're going to live wrong, they're going to die wrong, and they're not going to live forever. Well, they'll live forever in hell, but that's, that's on them. That's on them. And plus being a bad example for everybody else. Amen. So you, the first, first goal of every young man is to be like the men in verse 2, the old men, the sober men. Be sober. Be grave. That being sober is keeping your wits about you. Think right. Straight right. Uh, think right. Think straight. Amen. Uh, and so he says that, that the, in verse, new, the, verse 2, he says those aged men was sound in the faith, in charity, in patience. When you get down in verse, he says, young men uh, exhort to be sober-minded in all things showing thyself a, a pattern of good works. There's no reason in the world but you, some, young, some of you young men couldn't be an example to somebody else by the time you're 20, 21, 22. Amen. The Bible said, let no man despise your youth. You know what that means? When, when the book, in the book of Timothy, it says, let no man despise your youth. All in the world that that means is don't give them an excuse to say, why should I have to listen to him? He's just a 15-year-old kid. What does he know? Prove what you know. Learn what you learn from the Bible. Learn what you learn from your preacher. Learn what you learn from your grandpa. Learn what you learn from your daddy. Stick to that. Live by that. Don't just say you believe that. Live that way. And then when they say, what do you know? You're just 11 years old. I'll tell you what I know. Look at this result. I'm doing the thing right. My life is turning out right. This is right. You better get right. <laughs> Amen? Uh, little kids come tell their grandpas, you should come to church with us. Well, is he listening to a kid that sits around watching cartoons all day? Or is he listening to somebody that's living right and doing right? I guarantee if that kid's living right and doing right, Grandpa's going to think. If he's not, if, he's, if all he's doing is acting like a kid, then Grandpa probably ain't going to listen. Neither's nobody else. And Mom and Dad ain't going to listen. Mom and Dad never lets me do anything. Well, are you trying to act like a kid or are you trying to have some maturity? And I'm not taking away from kids being kids. The Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child. Well, okay, that's all well and good, but what do you want? What do you want to do? You want to be, kids complain because they don't treat me like I'm a grown-up. They don't treat me like I know what I'm talking about. Well, prove them wrong. Yeah. Prove them wrong, man. Uh, I, I go back and use Tori as an example. She was our first kid, so that, I mean, I, I, she, Tori taught me a lot of things just by growing up. Yeah. I mean, she got in the books and started doing right and started thinking right and started having some, uh, some correct ambitions for life. And when she gets 15 years old and tells me she wants to do something, I'm not telling her nothing. Because what am I going to say? I think, I think this and I think this and I, I, I like this and I got my mind set on this. and Okay. And then she comes to me and says, can I do this? What am I going to tell her? No. How am I going to tell her no when I know her mind's right? When I, you say, well, she might get out and she might get out and do this wrong or do that wrong. Not if that's not where she's heading. Why put the restriction if I know she's not heading that way? 
Now you can tell if they're heading that way or not, mom and daddy. If all they do is sit around and they don't never do nothing. And, I mean, you see that, don't you? Well, when they say, can I do this, you better say no. But hey, you young fellas, get your mindset right. Mom and daddy will see that. And then you won't be having to ask them when you're 25 years, why don't you ever let me do anything? Because, <laughs> son, you're too stupid to get out of the house. You need to just sit right here. Get your mind right. Think about things. Amen. You know why a kid will climb plump to the top of a tree? Because he ain't thinking about it. And then bad stuff happens. I remember climbing an apple tree when I was a kid. I fell out of that thing. And I know, I wish to goodness I would have had it on tape because I know it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, my leg would hit one limb and I would flip around. My head would hit another one. I would flip back this way. I must have, I must have, like a barrel of monkeys, 15 times before I hit the ground. My, my brother was laughing at me. I, it was an apple tree. It was late in the season. All the apples was on the ground. I hit the ground and got stung by bees. It was the most terrible thing ever. And my brother laughed at me. I was so mad. I was so mad. But every time I've ever thought about climbing a tree since then, I was like, nah. Nah. But you know good and well some of these stupid kids will do the same thing over and over and over again. Don't trust them. I don't know why my kid always, you're just as stupid as he is. Yeah, come on. You don't know. You've got to know. Yeah, that's right. Hey, give your kids a little something to do. Let them see how they do it. If they don't do it right, help them understand one way or another. Yeah. Amen. But you kids, man, you've got to have some ambition towards that. Yeah. You see your mama providing for you? Well, I'd like to be able to do that someday. Start working on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Sound in the faith. Check. Boy, I got a lot of points to preach on this, but that's almost, I only got, well, I got 15 minutes. I can say a lot in 15 minutes. So be like the older man. Amen. Amen. And ladies, find some, uh, if there's not a good example around, find one. Let them hang out with one of these preachers. Send them fishing with Clint. He'll bring them back. Amen. Hey, and listen, if there's a man in the church that you can't trust your kids with, make them leave. Amen. Just make them leave. I've made that mistake. I've let people hang around because I thought, well, we'll be able to help them. No, you can't help them. They're stupid. Just make them leave. Amen. Run them off. Amen. And I can't say Nathan ain't big enough to do it no more because he's lifting weights and getting around. But hey, some of you fellas, if you think, you know, because preachers get a bad reputation. I've got a bad reputation because I don't care. I'll just say whatever. But if somebody starts coming around, they ain't supposed to be here. Some of you men just take the guy out back and say, you don't come back no more. Amen. Amen. And what you do, you say, well, can't we help people? Yeah, help them. Witness to them. Get them in church. But it won't be but just a little bit where you'll be able to see it, whether they're trying to get right or they're just trying to get in. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. You say, that's a kind of an exclusionary way of thinking. Yeah, birds of a feather flock together. Ain't it amazing how, how easy it is to figure things out when you just go by nature? Go by nature. Now listen, I don't care if it's black or red or green or whatever. If they're trying to serve God and live right, get them in. Get as much good examples of men around that you can. But if they ain't trying to do right, you got to go. I don't care if you're white I don't care if you act like me or look like me. I don't care what you are. If you ain't trying to do right, you're out. Because I guarantee you, you let some slick, smooth, cool guy get in here, and your kids will start looking at them trying to act just like them. And this ain't the place. This ain't the place for that. The church is for saved people. The world is for evangelism. Hey, they come in, they'll hear a gospel message. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Have, have you people been going to church for a while or not? Haven't you seen it? One of your kids start, begins to start showing some signs of going astray, and, and somebody comes in 
that's already far out there, they'll gravitate right together. They'll be sent with one another. It's like that everywhere. It'll be like that. So you men be a good example. And you mamas, and listen, uh, you got to be extremely careful in this day and time. But once you see that there's a man that's a good example and he's, he, he's not a pervert and all this kind of stuff, hey, let your kids adapt to them a little bit. Amen. I can remember when I was a little boy, listen, you, you couldn't hardly do this for nothing. And I don't even recommend really doing this. But man, these guys will be a good example to you kids. But I remember when I was a little boy about this big, I would sit on the front row of the church there right in front of my mom and daddy with this old man. His name was Quiller Lakey. And he would take me home with him after church on Sunday and let me shoot his BB gun. And we'd eat tomato sandwiches. Boy, that's a wonderful thing. Have y'all ever ate a tomato sandwich with mayonnaise and black pepper? That's better than any uh, caviar. Why in the world? Fish eggs is bait. Lord have mercy. Oh, if you want to catch a nice rainbow trout, man, a fish egg will do it for you. But tomato sandwiches. And I'll never, I will never forget that. I'll never forget that. Matter of fact, when I was stupid, I'm still a little bit stupid, but when I was stupid as a 20-something as a young fella, I never forgot those guys. It, not just verses of scriptures and sermons that tapped me on the shoulder and told me I was doing the wrong thing. It was some of those good examples that I had in church. And let, let me tell you this, this is a good indicator too. Listen, that church, you got preached at in that church. Uh, if you go into a church where nobody ever addresses anything, I'd be afraid of every man in that church. But if, you, if you've got a church where they've been getting blasted for the last 10 years and the guy's still there, he's probably okay. He could still be a nut, but he's an okay nut. Amen? Because... Perverts ain't going to hang around. I mean, boy, you never know. You never know. But you can get to know. Amen. 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 Uh, don't just be friends. Pay attention. Uh, I'm saying be careful, but I'm also saying, hey, ladies, if your boys need a good example, they some around here in a good church. Amen. And uh, to me, a, pre a preacher's about the best superhero there is. Amen? A deacon in the church, a faithful church member, that's about the best example you're going to get in this life. Amen? So that's first thing. Number two, <laughs> as we close, number two, uh, learn how to make money and support yourself. So that's greedy. That ain't greedy. Learn how to make money. Hey, young fellas, listen. Uh, you probably don't want to cut wood all your life. You say, well, I do. Then do it. Yeah. Amen. Get with Grandpa. Teach me how to use a chainsaw. Oh, Lord help us. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, if you want to work in the factory, if that's what you're after, go for it. I don't know what you want to do. Tori works at the Justice Department now. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, I got a kid that works for the Department of Justice. You believe that? Uh, but on her days off, you think, oh, that's her days off. No, on her days off, she goes to Goodwill and buys stuff and sells them online. You say, why does she do that? Because she wants to. She wants to make money and buy a house. She wants to do that stuff for herself. So I don't see why in the world a bunch of fellas ain't, man, how am I going to make a dollar? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Said, well, I sure would like a PlayStation 5. Okay, go get you a job. Get a job and, and get it. Yeah. Go get it. You want to cut yards? Go for it. Do it right now. The labor department won't even get on to a teenager for mowing yards. Do that. If I like to fish, if I was, listen, if I could go back and be 12 years old again, I'd be fishing every minute of the day, and I'd be selling it to people too lazy to go fishing. Why not? Why not? Amen? Hey, well, do that. Maybe I'll preach this message again on Wednesday and elaborate a little bit. Let me say this. Find yourself a girl that loves God and get married. He said, when should I get married? As soon as you can. Amen. 
just read this word. Oh, you ought to wait and wait and wait. Why? Now, if you're 12 years old, no. I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about that. But listen, the Bible says to teach young women to marry, to love their husbands. Young women. Young men. Young women marry. Listen, young women, don't marry. Like, if you're 20, don't marry no 50-year-old. Don't do, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. People give me a hard time because Ruth is eight years younger than me. Amen. But she was an adult. Amen. I didn't marry when she was 12. Amen. But get yourself a wife. There is nothing better for a man than a wife, a good wife. Amen. Amen. Be patient. Amen. Find a woman that loves God, that reads her own Bible. She don't just go to church. She reads her Bible. She tells people about Jesus. She's willing to talk about what she believes in. If you can sit down with her and have a... Listen, you sit... Uh, you say, yeah. You go to church, yeah. What's your favorite verse in the Bible? Oh, uh, that ain't the one. That ain't the one. Same thing goes for him. What's your favorite sermon? Well... No, that ain't the one. That guy's playing around. That ain't the one. Go find you somebody else. Well, he sure is good looking. They're made at the same place. Remember, we don't want to go back over that again. But, Amen. Mature first, marry second. Amen. Amen. I see no reason to subject yourself to the weakness of the flesh. You say, wait, wait, wait. Now, I waited till I was 30, but I was already done before that. 1 Corinthians 7, 9 says it's better to marry than to burn. Now, you wouldn't think that's a good reason to get married, but it is. But just make sure you get married to the right one. Yeah. Amen? Amen. 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 Patience, maturity first, marry second. Amen. 1 Timothy 5.14 talks about young women. Young women. The instruction for the young women is to marry. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He said, oh, you know, I, I saw your wedding and you didn't look like you was mad. Why would I, why would I be mad? When Mary, Madison got married, we raised her yeah. to get married. Right. Amen? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. This thing about men being mad and stuff like that, I don't understand that. That's what you raised them for. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, amen. Well, I, I, man, two minutes. Lord have mercy. Oh, I will preach this again sometime this week. Amen? Yeah. Temperance. Patience. Man, there's just not enough out minutes in an hour. Amen. Let's pray right there. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness and for your grace. Lord, I pray, oh God, you'd help us. We, we need a generation of young boys and girls that's going to grow up with some, with some godly ambitions, with some godly aspirations. God, wanting to do just not do what all the world, all the things the world's putting out there for them to do but just to do what you'd have them to do, what you made us to do. And I don't believe we could do anything better in this world than to do what you made us to do. I believe we could perform that greater than any other feat that we could accomplish. And I pray you'd help us with it, lead us in it, and guide us in it. We'll thank you and praise you for all you do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray it. Amen. Amen.